Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Politico Energy. I'm Kelsey Tamburino. Along the coast of New Jersey, construction on the state's first offshore wind project is set to begin next year. Or at least that's the goal. See, a company called Ocean Wind, a joint venture of Danish wind energy giant Orsted and New Jersey-based PSENG, wants to start installing nearly 100 wind turbines 15 miles off the coast of a shoreline community called Ocean City. But there's a problem. Ocean City doesn't like that plan. And if developers want to bring any of the offshore energy ashore, they say they must run a power line beneath Ocean City's beach and roads. This local fight could really impact the climate and clean energy ambitions of President Joe Biden and state Democratic Governor Phil Murphy. And it prompts an important question for Democrats and clean energy developers across the country. If the local community doesn't like how clean energy projects are being built out in around their cities, what happens next? So today I check in with Politico's Rye Rivard on the fight for offshore wind along New Jersey and how it impacts other local communities and clean energy projects across the country. It's Wednesday, July 13th. So, Rye, construction on New Jersey's first offshore wind project is set to begin next year. Can you break down some of the details of this project? Yeah, so this is... It's the first big offshore wind project in New Jersey. It's going to be about 100 turbines, about 15 miles off the coast. And it's right off the coast of a city called Ocean City. Yeah, and the power generated from these turbines would not only help President Joe Biden's climate goals, but also New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy's climate goals, right? Yeah, Murphy's a Democrat. He's trying to take climate change very seriously. I think in New Jersey, I think it's fair to say, like in the rest of the country, it's been somewhat easier to produce new clean energy than it is to reduce emissions from existing pollution sources like the transportation sector is our biggest source of pollution. And so a lot of Murphy's goals are really about producing clean energy. The state has propped up its nuclear power plants and it's investing a whole lot of money in 7.5 gigawatts of offshore wind over the next decade or so. Mm-hmm. And you've reported that there's a big problem developers are facing. The Ocean City community doesn't like the plan that was put forth. Why is that? And could you explain a little bit how this could be resolved? Yeah, so there's two things going on. There's the viewshed issue, which has been an issue in a lot of other coastal communities. There are just people that don't want to look off their coast and see wind turbines out in the water. And there's really very little that a community can do about that because they don't touch it. That's a federal lease area. That's a project that's part of a Democratic governor's ambitious climate goals. But the offshore wind farm has to bring that power ashore for it to mean anything. And to do that, they have to build a transmission line. And that transmission line, at least the one that's being routed by this project, would go across a beach. And it would go through the streets of Ocean City. And Ocean City has an all-Republican city council, and they don't like the project for a variety of reasons. 
And the one that they're talking most about is they're going to tear up the beach is what the, the city council is saying, what local officials are saying and what local residents are, are worried about. They're going to tear up the beach and they're going to tear up the roads. The company says this is going to be a minimal issue, but they need the public right of way. And so Ocean City is using all the political power that it can to try and block the transmission line to this project. And that would inevitably or possibly delay construction. It would delay the energization of the project. And so Ocean City is using this transmission line as a way to sort of fight the project. Now, the developers of the project say this is all sort of feigned concern about the beach, that there wouldn't be that much impact, that there's all kinds of things buried under the road. There's telecom cables and all that stuff. And this wouldn't be any different than that. But nonetheless, it's a big fight. Yeah. And recently there were arguments before the state's Board of Public Utilities. Was there anything from that that we learned or that you found interesting? Yeah. The big thing is this is early test of a law that was passed last year. Lawmakers in the Murphy administration here could see this fight coming from not just miles away, but years away. The developer of this project, Orsted, and PSENG, that's the, the local utility here, are working together on this wind farm. And it was pretty clear that Ocean City was concerned about the transmission line. And so last year, lawmakers passed this piece of legislation that basically says if a local community and an offshore wind developer can't reach some kind of deal after reasonable length of negotiations, a couple of months, basically, that the state would step in and have what amounts to eminent domain and basically force the city to give ground to transmission line. But that law has never really been tested and sets up this process that goes through the Board of uh, Public Utilities here, you know, our utility regulator. And so this is the first process, you know, this is the first hearing, the first sort of imminent domain taking. And it's going to be an interesting test of this law, but it's probably not going to be the only test. The way Ocean City talks about this is that it's a sort of hastily slapped together law. And so even if the Board of Public Utilities says, yeah, you can take this land and build a transmission cable, there could be litigation over the law that would allow the BPU to authorize that taking in the first place. Mm-hmm. And what about more broadly? Are other companies taking notice of the pushback developers are getting from Ocean City? And could this impact future offshore wind projects? Yeah, this isn't the only project. This is the first of three approved projects, and there are likely to be several more projects, offshore wind projects approved in the next couple of years. But on top of that, there's a big transmission line solicitation going on. The Board of Public Utilities and PJM, which is the regional grid here, are working on, instead of having every offshore wind farm build its own transmission line, they're saying, what if we build a big offshore network that all the future offshore wind farms can plug into. And part of that is it makes more sense. You don't want a bunch of cables running around the ocean from every single wind farm. But there is also in that process the thinking that if you can just have one line in the future, then you don't have to have a fight every time there's a new wind farm. So that's appealing to some of the offshore wind generators because up and down the Atlantic seaboard, there have been fights over transmission lines. You know, local communities have, again, very little control over what happens out in the ocean, but they can, if they're a shoreline community, block infrastructure coming across the shore. And that's not just an offshore wind thing that happened after the big oil spill out in Santa Barbara and California. California, both as a state and local governments there, started doing everything they could to stop offshore 
oil drilling by passing basically zoning laws that prohibited oil infrastructure from bringing the oil ashore. And I think you're seeing that playbook for a totally different and arguably pretty obviously much cleaner energy source with offshore wind, because some communities aren't thinking about the clean energy, they're thinking about their view, and they're thinking about their beach. Also, the Court of Justice of the European Union ruled on Tuesday that the Russia to Germany Nord Stream 2 gas pipeline has the right to legally challenge amendments to EU gas market rules, despite not yet being operational. The rules in question extended EU liberation measures to pipelines landing outside the bloc. Those measures include requiring gas suppliers and pipeline operators to be separate entities with infrastructure open for use to all willing shippers. That posed a problem for Nord Stream 2, which is wholly owned by Russia's state-owned gas export monopoly, Gazprom. The legal challenges took effect when the pipeline was more than 90% completed, prompting Gazprom to cry foul. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our newsletter at politico.com slash morningenergy. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Kelsey Tamperino, and we'll see you back tomorrow. Did you know that Chevron is exploring ways to expand their hydrogen fuel production to help make heavy-duty transport lower carbon? Find out more at chevron.co slash hydrogen fuel.